So I got to thinking about identity today, and a story popped into my head uh, from a few years ago. Back in January of 2009, I was interviewing at Monsanto, which is a, a seed company, um, production company, that was just being built in Waco, Nebraska here, just a few miles down the road. I, uh, I had to go out there. It hadn't even been built yet. Um, I was having my interview in the construction trailers, and there was the uh, manager of the company, production manager, uh, the field production manager, and then a couple others, HR, and then I think a corporate um, guy. So there's five people in my interview, which I was nervous anyways. Um, but the, uh, the field production manager, or field operations manager, sorry, um, looks at my resume, and as we're, as we're in the interview, we'd, we'd done introductions and everything, he says, wait a minute, you got a bachelor's degree in history? I said, yep. And he goes, <laughs> that's funny. I mean, he laughed at me in the interview, right? <laughs> so I said all that to say, resumes are important. They're important to us. I did end up getting the job. Um, I actually was friends with a guy that laughed at me. He was, he was a good guy. He wasn't trying to hurt my feelings or anything. Just thought it was funny that, you know, I, was, I had a history degree in working in seed corn. So. Um, but resumes are important to us. They take a lot of work to make a good one. You can put a, lot in, put a lot of work into it. They show our accomplishments. They show our qualifications. They measure us up. They validate us. They kind of become who we are, kind of become our identity a little bit. I started thinking about resumes and life as a Christian and identity, and it dawned on me that we all kind of carry a resume with us, whether we're, whether we're doing it intentionally or subconsciously. Um, I decided to write some things down that I would put on my Christian life resume. I don't know if that makes sense to you, but um, I think we all carry that around. I think we all carry it around to some degree, whether Christians or non-Christians. Um, but here's what I put on my resume as a Christ follower right now. So I'm a preacher's kid. I grew up in the church. I know the Bible well. In high school, I went on two mission trips to Honduras. I graduated from a Christian college, this one. I went on two mission trips to Japan. Um, I volunteered with a youth group and church with a church in Colorado. I give 10% of my money earned to church or others in need. I'm raising my family to love Christ. I work at a Christian university now. I'm an elder on the board of the church we attend. I'm also a youth minister at the church we attend. So all this stuff was pretty easy for me to write down, uh, but a lot of work went into all these things. Uh, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. Um, and it may not be the best life resume. I'm going to give it like a B, B plus, something like that. You know, I don't have a doctor behind my or in front of my name or anything like that. But B, B plus. I've made it pretty, polished it, maybe even worthy of envy from some others. I'm proud of some of my accomplishments. It would be easy for me to carry this life resume around and make it known to others. <laughs> However, there's some things I won't put on my resume. Um, I chose not to put these things on my list because even probably one of these things could jeopardize everything I've worked for on my life resume, completely destroy it or destroy my image. So I'm going to be a little vulnerable and mention a few of these things to you, maybe not in depth. but So growing up, I had a terrible, terrible self-confidence. I cared too much about what people thought of me. I've lied. I've cheated. 
I have always felt inadequate and insecure compared to others. I had secret sin in my life. I was impatient, easily angered. I've had embarrassing addictions. I've had a lot of anxiety in my life, some depression. I've hurt people. I've been selfish. I've been lazy. I've been cynical. And I've been a hypocrite. And the weird thing is that list keeps going, if I'm honest. Um, I could have I given a few more uh, to my list of accomplishments, too. But um, even, even with that, that list of my negatives was, was quite a bit longer than my accomplishments. So I've got a problem. Um, I have my life resume, my identity, my identity, my image. It looks pretty good. Um, but I also have all this negative stuff in my past. Still, still, some of it still lurks now. I've got baggage. And these are the things that tear me down or could tear me down. So there's this true story in the Bible. Um, it illustrates this story, or this my story, I guess, pretty well. Um, it's a true story, but it's, I'm going to use it as an illustration. But in this story, there's a group of men with fantastic life resumes. Um, there's also a lady exposed in deep, humiliating sin. I'm going to go ahead and read it. This is John 8, 1 through 11. But Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. At dawn, he appeared again in the temple courts, where all the people gathered around him. And he sat down to teach them. The teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought in a woman caught in adultery. They made her stand before the group and said to Jesus, Teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. In the law, Moses commanded us to stone such a woman. Now what do you say? They were using this question as a trap in order to have a basis for accusing him. But Jesus bent down and started to write on the ground with his finger. When they kept on questioning him, he straightened up and said to them, If any of you is without sin, let him be the first to throw a stone at her. Again he stooped down and wrote on the ground. At this, those who heard began to go away one at a time, the older ones first, until only Jesus was left with the woman standing there. Jesus straightened up and asked her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? No one, sir, she said. Then neither do I condemn you. Jesus declared, Go now and leave your life of sin. So the men with the excellent life resume, which they did dedicate their whole lives to, bolstering that up, brought a lady caught in her own sin to Jesus for him to cast his judgment on her. Instead, he sided with her. Jesus sided with a humbled, brokenhearted, humiliated, sinful woman and cast off the men with their their inflated self-image. So I think you can see the metaphor in this story. I'm not saying don't be successful at all. I'm not saying that. Go be successful. I'm only saying that with God, we don't need Christian credentials. Jesus is our resume. Jesus redeems us from our list of shortcomings and failures. He forgave me of all my sins and failures. And if you read the Bible, um, it's full of stories where God uses people who are brokenhearted and sinful, uh, normal people, and he transforms them into people ready to worship and serve him. Rahab was a prostitute. David was a mass adulterer and conspirator to murder. Paul was a mass murderer. All these people were transformed by God and carried out his mission because God valued them above their sins. There's nothing that God values more than the people he created and loves. There's no sin or failure that's too big that God can't accept you. That's why he gave us Jesus. So really, just to bring it all around for me, uh, my identity is Jesus.
That's all I've got. Thank you.